What is up, guys? Welcome back to part two of my story. I had the honor of being interviewed by my interns about my story of transitioning into life after sport post soccer. This episode continues to cover topics like dealing with losing your identity post sport. We also talk about how to take the skills that you learned as an athlete and use them in a different sport. So for example, the skills that I learned in soccer, I was able to take those and apply them to pickleball. And now I am a mean pickleball player. Watch out. We also talk about how to transition seasons of life well and what your approach to that season of transition looks like. Is it through a lens of self-discovery and curiosity and really just how to you know, start a season well? Like what is, what is your mindset beginning a season well? Because you're not starting over. You have all these skills that you learned from the previous season. So how do you take those and, and really, you know, begin this season that you're in right now post-sport well? And you're going to want to listen to the end because I was able to share some memorable highlights from my playing career. What's up, guys? Welcome to The Athlete Angle. I'm your host, MC Bell. Do you feel like you're walking aimlessly through life after sports? Do you feel lost without your sport and unsure of how to find confidence in your purpose? It's like the second you hung up your cleats or walked off that field, you've been drifting ever since. Well, I'm here to tell you that you are not alone, my friend. You are one of thousands of student and professional athletes that struggle with transitioning into life after sports. Join me this week as we work to unravel the confusing journey of life post-sports, gain clarity in your purpose, and find confidence in your identity so you can flourish in life after sports. Let's dive in. I love how, um, like you said, um, you mentioned the word art and like, that is something that like the athlete mindset, it's like your creative scope kind of just like is narrowed mm-hmm. down and you're like, I'm an athlete. I play this sport. I do this. So I guess like what, what has been your top art or like creative way that you have like tapped into a part of yourself? multiple ways and probably ways I didn't think I was going to be doing or learning. I would say, I guess to go back to my talk about multiple sports, I think sports is an art. Like you're making art with your body. It Mm -hmm. may not look like, like a ballerina would or like dance or something a little bit more artistic, I guess, in that sense. But you're still making art with your body because you're moving it in a way that you know, you're telling it to move and, and like you have that connection with your body in that, in that sense. And sometimes not sometimes I've noticed that when you're playing one sport at a high level, you only have this one track mind for this sport and that's all your mind knows, but your body has so many more capabilities to it, just like every part of you does. And I think the first way that I kind of started tapping into that I I don't know, I want to say like air quotes art form, but really it was, it was just being curious about, okay, so if my body can do this, what else can it do? Like, can I take the skills that I learned from soccer and then put them into pickleball, which I've done, um, for example, like think of how fast you have to shuffle and like your feet, like quick feet, all the stuff. 
like you have to do that same stuff in pickleball. Like if you're shifting at the the kitchen line to hit it, to dink a shot over the net, like it's, it all kind of bleeds into each other. But the fun part I think is as an art form, you're, you're kind of taking what you know and using it and trying it in a different arena. And that brings a lot of joy, I think, because you enjoy being connected to your body in, in a way that, you know, is gifted to you. Um, same thing with surfing. Like think about squatting. Think about like how low can you get your your butt to the ground? Like what is the lowest squat you can do? Like do you do you have mobility? Um your like the way that you're I'm just thinking like on a surfboard, like that's that's art too. Like you're carving into these waves, you know, and reading the wave and like you're kind of one with nature in a way. And um so that's been really fun. And I think it's also a good place to start because you know you're confident in your capability to take on a sport. Uh, but it's not so much out of your arena that you're like, I literally have no idea if this is this is what's gonna happen or even if this is gonna be a good experience. But at least you have that safety net of if it's a sport, I'm probably going to at least find it sort of fun. Um, but then I think further on in my career with uh, video content and producing and all that stuff and in sports has also opened up another door to seeing sports and storytelling and putting videos together. And that's, that has been really eye-opening too um, in the sense of like, I have this whole creative side to me um, and that might not be moving my body and having that mind body connection in the way that I would be having uh, playing a sport or a different sport, but you can still transition those same mind, like that same mindset of curiosity and creativity and put it into, you know, your video making, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do or journaling or, uh, photography or like it all, it all comes together. Um, the more that you, I think you pay attention to like, you know, those particular skill sets that you've, that you've, uh, that you've learned. I like that. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I kind of it's like I'm blubbering, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's all such good stuff. Cause it's just so true mm -hmm. to everyone. Like, I just think it applies to just everyone, like on a larger scale than just athletes. And I think people will appreciate that because they're just like, Oh, even though they've had this experience, I can relate to it in this way. Like we kind of like, we all, we're all the same in some sort of way. And I think that's like the cool part about it. What's some advice that you have for people in that, in this shifting, you know, like they're in this, they're in that shifting period right now. And it's that change. What's like some advice that you would want to hear, like whenever you were going through that time? I think like what I you wish you knew, like something you wish you knew, like just kind of like you didn't expect but It's like, dang, I wish I knew that. Yeah. To be honest, I think I had to learn how to be patient with myself. I'd never been through a season of transition that drastic and transitions in life happen. It can happen at any age for any reasons. Like, I mean, you could think of um, people coming out of the military. That's intense for different reasons retirement is another one that 
has a lot of similar qualities. I don't know if I wish I had known something. I'm glad I didn't because that was the whole reason of going through it. But if I, I wish I had a mentor or somebody being like, okay, this is going to be a season of like self-discovery. This is going to be a season of learning more about you in a greater capacity than what you think is your best qualities, Um, which is even the crazy part. I think the other thing, my mindset when I finished soccer was, yeah, if, if I can do this with my, you know, if I can reach this level in this sport, you know, what if there's something greater out there that I am capable of doing, but the only way I'm going to know that is if I stop playing the sport and I had peace about that. I wish I had somebody maybe like, maybe keeping that in, in my like front of mind of being like, this is, this is not supposed to be, this is a season of like, yes, there's going to be grief and there's going to be a lot of emotions that come up and that you'll have to confront at some point if you want to move on and grow out of it, not just tack it on as like baggage. Cause it's not meant to be baggage. And then, you know, kind of turn it into a season of what I was kind of saying, like self discovery and learning about yourself and, and being curious again and, and learning how do I, how do I start, not start over, but how do I start something new? You know, there's a skill set with that. And there's a, the same way there's a skill set with maintaining an, a, like an elite level of, of skills like you would in your sport. You have to continually work on those things and maintain it and work on your craft and put the hours in. There's also, there's also that season of, okay, well, I'm starting over. That means I have to learn new skills and I have to learn how do I, how do I begin well? Like how, what does that look like for me? And maybe like keeping it in a positive light rather than this, you know, I feel like it's really easy to be like, what am I doing with my life? I should have already had this figured out. Like, can I even ask (laughs) for help? I don't know. I, I mean, I've never had to ask for help before you know, in sports, I just figured it out. And like, everyone always tells you like, well, you're an athlete, you should be strong and be able to have that willpower to do it on your own. Right. Like, that's not really true. I think it's, I think everything is a lot easier when you have support and you have mentorship and you have people that maybe have gone through that before. Um, that's probably the reason why I made this, (laughs) (laughs) but I wish I had, it wasn't necessarily something that I wish I had known. I think it was just having somebody to, to guide me through maybe each, each part of that transition as I work through it. And I, and I think when you have that, it doesn't necessarily make the feelings easier to manage or maybe your life easier. I think it just helps having more knowledge of what you're going through, which sometimes like is better because you don't want to make a circum. I think when you make circumstances easier, you miss out on certain lessons that maybe you would benefit from learning. And so instead of maybe seeing this season as I wish this was easier and I wish I wasn't in this season, look at it as I'm learning something and I'm, and I want to be stronger. You might as well, like you're already in the difficult season. You might as well get something from it. You know, like, it's not like you can just snap your fingers and leave the bad dream. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Oh, there's so many questions I want to ask from what you just said. Girl, get in there. <laughs> I have to say, go ahead. I think like the um, starting over 
like it is so easy for athletes just to be like well I'm starting from the ground up I don't know what's happening I don't know what's going on with the emotional side of that like as an athlete I feel like it's easier to compartmentalize those emotions you have you know you're excited for your games you're excited for the schedule um you know it's not good emotions when you're like oh I'm on the bench I'm not playing so I guess what is your advice on navigating the emotional side of sort of the like darkness of that sticky season where it's almost the in-between I would have to say I probably wasn't really good at that part at all I I'm still and I'm still learning like these are things that I'm that as I talk about them it's not like you stop learning them like I have continually worked on them every single day for the last what since December 2018 was the last my last game like just yeah December 2018 recently I feel like I've been a lot better at this but when you come out of your sport I think it can be really overwhelming and it can be easy to either distract yourself or run from what you're feeling because you don't really they scare you like emotions can like emotions coming up meaning like oh like I don't know how to process these so I'm just not going to deal with them is generally (laughs) is unhealthy but there are certain circumstances where that you know is noted as like you know you need to be able to do that so I guess I think it's learning how to not compartmentalize your emotions Mm-hmm. and when they come up it's like another level of self-awareness like emotional self-awareness I think the more you can focus on that as well is better for you in the long run because you are bombarded with a lots of different emotions and you're like I don't even have names for these things I don't even know what I'm feeling like it's just all up in the air like one big cloudy ball of I don't know but I think the more that I notice, at least for me this works really well is I've always I've always journaled and and like written out what was either going on in my life or if there was something that I couldn't really get out of my head and I just couldn't put the pieces together putting it on a piece of paper even if it sucks or you don't even have the words for it and you're just like I don't even know if you have to draw it you know just get it out of your system and then look at it that that has helped me process i think one life events and then being able to name okay so where is this emotion coming from like why did i get triggered about this um specific thing and why did it make me feel like this yeah. um and focus on the the emotion to it we'll go back to my workout example cuz it just keeps coming back <laughs> around so angry mc stomping through the gym because I was frustrated and I couldn't figure out my why as to why I was working out, why I was there, the whole shebang. I was just full on frustrated with the holding thing. I didn't even know how I got there, like all the stuff um, in life, not to the gym. I knew how I got to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you drove me to the gym. I drove me there. <laughs> I, at that moment, did not understand where my emotions were being you know, where they were stemming from. 
let alone did I know I could name them, which is also really important. I think when you name things and you put them in the light, then you can, you have power over that and you can, or like authority over that and you can work through it or overcome it or whatever it may be now. So I, I do know my why and why I work out, but if my, you know, if I'm really tired one day and I'm just like emotionally drained for some reason, like I had a, like, I was just stressed from work or I had, I'm just making this up, but family, like a family situation that was making me sad. Or I noticed that I was like, this is making me depressed or anxious. Then I wouldn't just kind of swipe it under the rug or not pay attention to it. I would journal it and sit in it and just be like, okay, this emotions, I know they're not going to stay forever. They're temporary. Let me just learn more about it and learn how my body reacts to it and let it pass through. And then I know more about the emotion and then I can learn more about, okay, well, this is where this comes from. This is what makes me feel this way. That's not a bad thing. There's no like good or bad emotions. They're just, they're there to let you know that you know, you're interacting with your environment and they're, it's triggering certain things in you. So to be honest, like it's hard. It is so hard to not want to be like, I'm okay. I don't need help. I know what I'm doing. I'm I'm the one that's supposed to have direction for my life. I'm the one that's supposed to know what I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be the, you know, top of my class or, or top of my, like you were in soccer or when you were in your sport you know, I'm the one breaking records. Like I'm the person that people depend on to lead, you know, like you don't have to be that person if you don't want to be that person. And if you do choose to be that person, you have a, you have complete authority over your choice. So like how it's not black and white, like you can be, you know, a leader in this capacity, but if that's the capacity all you have for, then that's, that's okay. The more you, the more you understand your emotions and the more you did, like I've Googled emotions before and been like, okay, well, I've heard this word before. Maybe this is what I'm feeling. That's not really, you know, that doesn't really hit home or maybe like, is it possible I'm feeling multiple emotions? And this is what, like a combo of this feels like, can I be, can I be happy about this? And but also kind of depressed about this thing at the same time and feel sort of melancholy. I think words are powerful. So when you do, like I said earlier, when you can name them and put them in the light, then you know, this is what I am processing right now. This is what I'm dealing with right now. And you know how to go about it instead of, you know, pushing it off to the side or getting distracted or making plans to go do something fun. I've, oh my gosh, I'm so bad at that. I will, I am like, if I could be a socialite, I would. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, you don't, you kind of want to block those like emotions and thoughts out, you know, especially like whenever you're an athlete, because you're off, you're told what to do for so long. And it's kind of like your voice is kind of shut out to an extent because it's like, oh, you have to do this. Your competition's not doing this. They're doing this. You need to be on this level if you're not on this level. And it's like you constantly hear that. And it's just like you don't have a voice anymore. And whenever you're not in that stage anymore, you have to learn how to 
find your voice again, like find those emotions, know that Mm. it's okay to feel that because like you can't feel that whenever you're an athlete, you can't feel discouraged. If you feel discouraged, like you're not going to do better the next day. So it's just like, you finally like have to be at peace with yourself to be able to feel those emotions and move on with life. I think that's important. Wow. You said it better than I did. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's just so true. Like I dealt with that for so long and it's just like, you just get to a point where it's just like, you don't want to hear it anymore. And it's, at that point, it's like, it's either I'm going to quit or <laughs> you're just going to let me feel these emotions and allow me to feel that. Cause like, that's just like, it's a normal human thing. Did you feel like your life improved when you learned how to do that? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> After I stopped, I was just like, wow. And you just like, you feel better about yourself. And I don't know, it's just something about like, you're just so concerned about others. I think that's what it is. You're just concerned about others, what they think about you. Yes. And it's just, you have no time to focus on yourself. And it's just like, oh, if I don't show up and perform this way today, like, what are they going to think about me? Like whenever my parents put on Facebook, like, oh, she didn't win today. Like, and it's just, you're always like focused about what everyone else is thinking about you. And then you finally like have that peace with yourself. Like, you know what, whatever. I can just focus on myself and live my best life. Wow. You're giving me, you're making me anxious going back to that. I'm like, yeah, what will people think? And and I'm supposed to perform and and be this, this person that people think I am. That's actually, that's a great point, Hannah. It sometimes bothers me now, but when I, my identity was in my sport, I loved when people were like, oh, MC, the soccer player. Like she plays soccer. Like I yes, love that it. backpack on. Yes, yes. that says soccer on it. You're like, yes, this is who I am. Yes, yeah. you felt on yeah. top of the world, invincible, yeah. indestructible. You were the person. You were like the popular kid on campus. Mm-hmm. I never thought that fully, but like, like you, you were elevated in a way. And I, and when people know and can associate you with something, you know, when people know your name, like as much as I want to say that doesn't get to people, I really think on any level it does. And it feeds into hundred percent feeds into your ego, especially if your, you know, identity is in that thing. You're like, Oh, okay. What I'm doing is working and I'm really good at this. And Mm -hmm. this is what people are going to make are going to, you know, make, I'm going to be known for, but it's humbling too. When you go through that transition and you're like, I am not that person anymore. And I hate that I'm not that person anymore because a part of me misses the like social aspect of it. The social yeah. aspect, yes. Idol, like this is where I'm placed. This is like the group of people I'm with. Yeah, association of who you are. Oh, I felt that. It's so true, MC. Like it's because I used to be a cyclist, and I was the state champion. And everyone knows, like, they would know me as Hannah, like, the hammer. Like, they called me the hammer. Oh, and yeah. Hannah, yeah, hammer. like, Hannah the hammer. <laughs> and my bike was Hammer Jr. And oh, my dad was gold. just, like, so involved in it. And it got to the point where it still happens. I went up to film a bike race um, a few months ago for a journalism project. And everyone was like, don't you wish you were still out there? Do you realize you could be out there with those pros now? And they kept saying it. It was every other person. 
and I just kind of got to the point where I was just like, why can't I just be this journalist that's out here trying to record and get interviews? Like, why, like, why are you trying to live through me? Like, (laughs) obviously it's not what I wanted to do anymore. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, you keep thinking about it and it's just like, they still think that's your identity when it's not, it's like, you've moved on to something bigger and better, but they haven't come to that yet. Like they still think that's what you do. Yeah. Like, even my dad still thinks it's what I do. <laughs> no, Dads are on a different level. I just let yeah. it happen. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's true. It's now that I have an understanding of who I am outside of just a sport and I've been out of it a few years. I love the other parts of me and I love that I'm a content creator. And I love that I'm a journalist and I love that I'm a podcaster. And I love that, you know, I'm not just those like things that I do, but I love that I'm fun. And some people call me spicy. I don't get it, but (laughs) I love making people laugh. Like there's so many other things about you that maybe the current environment didn't allow for you to, uh, discover and, you have to get out of that environment to learn those things about yourself. So now it's like, yes, there are definitely people that still come up to me like, oh, MC played, so-. like they still do it. MC played soccer in college. That means she could run three and a half miles. It happened yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, no, that doesn't mean I can just it's run been a minute. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that doesn't mean I can just run three and a half miles because I played college soccer. <laughs> like yeah. there's a lot of stuff that happened between those three years, you know, like I stopped probably three times before you saw me on the way back in from this run (laughs) and I'm dying right now, but but whatever, you know, whatever you want to think, go for it. But then there's some people that I don't identify. Like I, when I meet them, I'm not like, hi, I'm MC. Like I played college soccer and that's how I got down to Florida. And you know, that's something you should know about me. I'm just like, (laughs) hi, my name is MC. Like, these are my friends. This is where I go to church. This is where I, you know, this is where I work. These are the things I like to do. And then it's just a topic of conversation. It's a slice of the pie of my life. It's no longer like 90% of the pie. Mm. Oh, that is so Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. It is not 90% anymore. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. We're at 10% level. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I thought um, what you said about like learning other parts of yourself, that is like so precious and like so beautiful that, as an athlete um it's very much like hustle culture grind culture so taking time to learn those other parts of yourself is not on the forefront at all and if anything sometimes with like team bonding activities oh we're gonna go do yoga as a team you're like ah tapping into my peaceful self yeah but really you're just trying to like outdo the girl next to you and you're like well my tree looks better than your tree and or my downward dog is uh, deeper than your downward dog you're like this is not the point of doing yoga yeah yeah it's a stretch and that's it yeah but I thought that was so um so good on like creating that new environment And I wanted to ask, like, how have you created a new environment for yourself to grow and flourish in? That is such a good, y'all got some questions. (laughs) Y'all, y'all are crushing it. Um, I'm so proud. Um, (laughs) 
I, to be honest, it's, it's little by little. I think it's baby steps, like very, very baby, baby, baby steps. It's not this, these grandiose things. I think one thing that helps me when I first came out of sports was a, I don't know if it was a quote or something, but, um, it was a mindset shift where I think when you get that, like get to a big level like that, you know, you're doing big things. So they feel grandiose and to other people, they seem insurmountable to them because they have no idea how you just got to that point in your life. But you just built the last 20, I don't know, 18 years of your life. 18. Yeah. That sounds right. 15, 18, something like that. (laughs) 18 years of your life on taking these baby steps to get to a, a high level, like what you played in sports. So it's taking that same mindset and now I'm doing it with my life. So I'm, you know, that first step for me was yes, processing, like grooving my sport and letting that, you know, and learning my identity and then being curious about other areas of my life or what else I'm good at and trying new things and being okay that I'm not good at them and failing at them. Like just fail, fall on your face. (laughs) do it. It's amazing. (laughs) It's so humbling. And there's like, there's only the only way you can go is up. Like there's literally no other place you can go. The only, I guess we'll not try, but don't do that. You know, (laughs) (laughs) trying, trying is succeeding. Like in this, in, in this circumstance, trying is succeeding. I think making space for those things that you want to grow in. So once you, I think having that curious mindset and being interested in lots of different things, you learn what you like. And you learn what you don't like. And then you learn what you want to know more of and making space for the things that, that help you flourish and cultivate, uh, things that you like about yourself. That is a priority in my life. So like, that's a decision maker for me. Um, for example, I love, like I was saying earlier, I do love playing or I'll say surfing. We'll be specific. I love surfing. I'm not good at it. I can, I've, I've caught waves for sure. Been on there. Do I look cool doing it? Far from it. I've seen <laughs> videos that I'm like, in my mind, I think I look way cooler than what I'm seeing right now. And I almost want to kind of disassociate from this. Um, but the point is my, like my want for being in the water was to be in God's creation was to be in the ocean at sunrise and see dolphins jumping and turtles popping up next to my surfboard. And really it also was to be around my friends and watch them be better at something than I was and gifted at something that I didn't have the skill set for. And I might not ever have that skill set either. And that's okay. Like the point of doing it wasn't to, you know, reach another elite sport or like reach a skill like a level of that like I was playing soccer although I mean hey like that would be cool if I got that you know inkling I was like you know what I could do this professionally for sure (laughs) but and like some people do do that but that making space for things like that that benefits me because I need to be around community I'm around like I said earlier I'm around my friends that have similar values to me so I, I have, you know, I'm deepening friendships. I'm doing something that moves my, my body and and I'm having fun 
which I think is understated and you lose that sense of what it feels like to have fun doing something doing or in at least doing something well um, when you're playing your sport, you can go do something and have fun and not be good at it. That's a thing. Like you can go do that and it's okay. You can go like photography. I don't like photography, but if I did like photography and I sucked at it and I enjoyed it and it was fun, I'll still go do it. Absolutely. And that's, like, and that's okay to be bad at, at something and then, but also enjoy it. Like that exists. Um, so personally for me, I enjoy those moments because I don't feel like I have this performance. It kind of takes me out of my performance mindset and just lets me freely enjoy and interact with this thing or this activity or this person that I am curious about and I want to learn from and I want to grow from. Um, so it's, it becomes less about it becomes more about what my purpose is and less about me performing for something or for myself or for somebody else. Mm -hmm. But do you ever find it hard to like see your friends and be like, oh my gosh, they're better than me. Like I'm so used to being better. Like does it ever pain you or are you, did you kind of like get used to it over time? Uh, I think it felt unfamiliar at first, but then I realized I was like, well, if I'm not out here because of, I guess it goes back to the similar activity thing. We have a similar interest, but the reason I'm friends with you is because I enjoy you as a person. I enjoy your values. And like we, we resonate on a lot of different levels outside of just this activity. Um, so I think, for example, going into the water with one of my friends with that understanding of who they are, I feel more joy and celebrate them rather than compare myself to them and be jealous of them. It is hard sometimes when they're catching waves and I'm not catching waves for sure. Like I have moments where I'm like, I just want to stand up on the freaking board and like ride a dang wave down the line and do it well. And like not face plant, like it would be amazing. Like I would love that. And I continue to go out there to be able to do that for sure. But the thing that keeps me going out there is, is and and with friends is that reason of watching them and celebrating them and and you know lifting them up not trying to you know bring them down below me because I'm not secure in who I am and my abilities what was like your most memorable moment playing soccer like I feel like I know we've just been talking about like that transition like what was like your most memorable moment either from like being a young girl or playing, playing or like playing in college I have I have three that stand out to me but I won't tell you all three because it's a long story <laughs> so but I do have a dramatic one so <laughs> it's high school senior night my senior night my sister plays on varsity with me we're playing a team. I can't remember. I think it was like Dorchester and they were not, they were terrible, which, which is usually how it goes when it's your senior, right? Cause you're like, you want to dominate and you want to play all your seniors and all the stuff. And it was my, I think it was my sister's first season on varsity. So we were able to play together and it was so fun. Like I loved playing with my sister, especially at that level. Um, I remember going, running onto a ball. I was playing striker. I'm running onto a through ball and I like running onto this, running onto it from like an angle or whatever. I run around a defender and 
I'm playing basically playing chicken with the keeper. So like the balls, the balls in front of me, I haven't caught up to it yet. And the keeper's sprinting straight at me. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm just going to touch the ball around and like score a goal, you know, it's fine. Well, that was not her intention was not to block the ball. The intention was to take me out and not touch the ball. And so she ends up sliding and grabbing my, uh, my right leg. And I end up tearing partially like my MCL on senior night. (laughs) I know. Goodness. I was not expecting that. Oh yeah. I know. She did not want the soccer ball. (laughs) But don't wait. It gets better. Okay. Stick with me. Personal with her. It is personal. (laughs) So yeah, apparently it was personal. So (laughs) I'm I'm out for the game, obviously. Like my it was terrible pain. And this is the other thing. I was so angsty in high school. I wouldn't let anybody let me like wouldn't let anyone help me walk off the field. I did it. I walked off the field by myself because I was so <laughs> stubborn. I was like, no, you're not going to hurt me. And I'm not going to just like not walk off my own field. I'm going to walk off my own field. <laughs> Your body's hurting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was about, but uh, halftime happens and I'm crying and I'm like, this sucks. This is my senior night and I have a knee injury. And my second half rolls around. My sister's in. She's playing. I think she was either playing like an attacking, like an attacking mid up close, like up close. Like it was either like striker and attacking mid or like there was two strikers or something like that. One was like a little deeper and one was a little like higher up on their back line. And I remember looking over onto the field because I'm sideways with like ice on my knee. He just finished crying and emotional wreck. And I look over and we're in our final third. And my sister just beautifully like connects with a pat, like a cross. And it just, she's a natural too. So like she had some grace that I never have had, just launches it right upper 90. And then I start crying again because I'm like, oh, oh this is so your first varsity goal. And, oh, this sideline is amazing. So I loved watching my sister do that. And then she started crying when she came off because she cries over, oh. like she'll she cries over everything. So like she sees me cry, she'll cry. If I'm laughing, she'll cry. Like it just happens that way. <laughs> um, so that was one. Two, I in college had the game of my life and I we were playing JU it was a spring game and I don't even know what came over me but it was just one of those games you remember or like I mean I guess you both can probably resonate with this but like you just like had that one game and you're like every touch was bliss it was golden everything pass cross like long ball everything mindset completely cool as a cucumber no one's getting past me I was playing center back I hadn't played center back since I was like in (laughs) high school I was back there don't know why it just happened coach put me back there and I was like cool we're back here and I haven't been here in like five years and it was like it was the reason I played center back my entire senior year of college pretty much like they just put me back there and it was the it's just like the feeling of knowing everything that you've been working towards. Like you finally have that game where you're like, yes, like this is something I have been working for so hard. These are the touches that I know I've had. Like my mind is 
in the right place to, to do this. Like it was just, I, I blame it on their grass. Their grass is phenomenal. I don't know if you remember that Lauren, but a work of art and yeah. my best, probably one of my best games ever played in college was on their <laughs> field. So respect love JU for that. <laughs> don't like their team, but I love your field. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably say those are probably like some two top, top ones for sure. Hey, thanks for giving this episode a listen. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Oh, one more thing. Stay in the know on Insta. Tag a former athlete, teammate, friend, foe, family member. You get the point. I would love to connect with you. Okay, friends, that is all she wrote. I'll see you next week.